USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance, your host for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Money Wise. We're here to try to teach you as much as we can possibly impart about financial topics and how to live longer, how to make more money, how to treat your family better. And we're going to share some quotations this morning from some fairly famous people who recently passed away from us. Uh, one is Bob Saget. Um, another one is, well, George Burns has been away for a while. And then Betty White, of course. Uh, all people that we've loved over the years. But most importantly, we want to talk about the very important subject of life insurance. People don't like to talk about life insurance. Everybody needs life insurance, whether they know it or not. And today we're going to give you a lot of information that maybe you can find useful. So first of all, I'd like to introduce Taylor Farley and Randy Gibbons. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. And thank you so much for being here. Now, nobody's uh, nervous, right? You've been on the radio before, right, Randy? Yes, I have. And how about you, Taylor? Have you been on the radio before? Not yet. Oh, good. We'll have some fun this morning then. Lovely. So... Well, you're both very smart people, and I'm very privileged to have you working here. And Taylor, I know recently you've just gotten licensed for life insurance, and you've been doing lots of reading and studying, and uh, now you're an expert on life insurance. <laughs> close enough, maybe. Well, close enough, but you're a budding expert, and we'll call you a budding expert. So we're going to talk about the different types of life insurance our specialty at USA Wealth Group is to show people how to improve their financial lives, how to do better retirement planning, and we thank you for making us a part of your Sunday morning. So let's begin. Bob Saget once said, I never expected to live this long, but he actually died fairly young, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He's what, mid-60s, I think? Yes. Yep, that's that's very young in, in today's market. Well, I don't know. Do you ever think about how long you'd like to live, Taylor? Um, sometimes I didn't think I'd make it quite this far, so I'm doing pretty great. <laughs> okay, we will not embarrass you to ask you your age on the air. It's impolite to always ask a woman what their age is anyways. Um, and um, how about you, Randy? Have you ever thought about how long that you would like to live or expect to live? I'd like to live for a very long time, but so long as I'm healthy. Yes. And I don't care about healthy so much as long as I can keep my mind. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you can just order people around if you still have your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's Is that right. your plan, Ray? That's always my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, insurance is very important, and I think people don't really understand uh, how important it is. So here's an example. You're young, you've bought your first house, maybe you have your first child. What a marvelous opportunity it is to have life insurance. So we've talked about this before and said, if you have a house and you've got a mortgage on it and something happens to one person in a relationship, you may have to move out of the house if you don't have life insurance to pay off the mortgage, for example. We're starting a new campaign here at USA Wealth Group to talk about um, how you can get insurance to pay off your mortgage if something happens to you. That's a very significant time. But um, let's talk about different types of policies and who needs insurance and does COVID impact life insurance? What's the best age for buying life insurance? Lots of different things. And We've done a lot of work. We've done a lot of research. We've got a lot of materials that's organized. I know perhaps it doesn't always seem like it's totally organized, but it really is, isn't it, Taylor? We hope. Yep. And Taylor and Randy have both done a lot of work to help me prepare for this show. So life insurance is simply a contract with an insurer 
or a life insurance company and a policy owner. It's been around for a long time. It is a binding contract. It pays a death benefit if the policy owner dies. Excuse me, not the policy owner, when the insurer dies. And sometimes the owner is the person's estate or it could be a family member. And um, in order for life insurance to remain in effect and force, uh, the policyholder either pays a single premium upfront, we have people that do that occasionally, or you pay a premium over time, which is probably what most people do. And a life insurance is a contract, it's binding, and it also has a named insured, who's the person whose life that it's on, but it also has beneficiaries, and there's all kinds of choices you can make. It's a little bit more complicated than probably most people listening today would think about. But the good news is that we have a lot of experience here, and we can tell you the different kinds of policies. Do you want just bare coverage? Do you want it only for a certain period of time? Or do you want the policy to be there when you actually die, even if it's 20, 30, or 40 years from now? So there's a lot of decisions that need to get made. Probably the simplest and easiest policy to talk about, Taylor, is what? Term insurance. And term insurance sometimes is referred to as pure insurance because it doesn't have any frills. It doesn't build up any cash value. It's just you pay a sum of money and the insurance company knows what your age is and your life expectancy and your health characteristics. And they say, based upon all of these, we're going to sell you a policy for X amount of dollars, and this is what you have to pay. And when you die, or if you die, we'll pay off this amount of money to your family, to your beneficiaries. So we do term insurance. We do whole life insurance. We do universal life insurance, universal index life insurance. There's all kinds of policies. How about policy for covering funeral and burial expenses. Have you ever heard of that, Taylor? I have. Okay. And I'm not going to ask you on the air, but we'll talk about it separately, whether you have any life insurance. A lot of people think that, gee, even if I'm young, I don't necessarily need life insurance right now. But if you went to college, if you have student loans, who's going to pay off the student loans if something happens to you? So maybe you ought to have a life insurance policy and a sufficient amount to pay off your student loans. Otherwise, if parents co-signed on the loan, they're going to get stuck paying the bill. And so let's talk about term insurance. Term insurance is just that. It means you have it for a particular number of years. It's called a term. It can be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. You don't see term insurance that lasts a lot longer than that, typically because then it gets to be much more expensive. So the best term life insurance basically has to be affordable and it has to meet your needs. Um, I've looked at decreasing term insurance before, which is a renewable term policy, but the amount of coverage goes down every year. That's not as common as it used to be, but for some people it can make sense might make sense if you have a house mortgage, Mm -hmm. for example. So when you buy a house, and we'll help you do that, then one of the first things we always recommend is that you take out at least a term insurance policy to pay it off. But you have to think about these things all the time, don't you? I definitely was not as prepared. I had no idea all the different reasons um, that you would need life insurance and just how helpful it can be. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it's, it's a very important thing. Um, sometimes it's considered to be an asset. You think, well, how can it be an asset because I'm paying for it right now and it doesn't have any value in my pocket. But in the event that you die, it becomes an asset to your beneficiaries, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So, Randy, how many different compartments do you have in your brain? Oh, about 15 or 16. 15 or 16? Yes. Oh. How about you? Oh, I I have at least nine. Bob Saget (laughs) said, I have nine compartments in my brain, and four of them don't stop. (laughs) I look at them like tabs open on the computer Hmm. when you have many tabs open. 
Wouldn't it be nice if you had little places on your brain that you could push on your head and it would activate a different section of your brain? It would. I think I think I like that idea. Well, my brain never stops also. I drive to work in the morning and I have to have a pad of paper beside me or sometimes I'll dictate into my cell phone because I'm always thinking of useful things or stupid things or whatever. But I find my brain doesn't ever slow down until no, I, I go to sleep. We look forward to those lists every day. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have life insurance because at some point in time, everybody is going to pass away. We hope it doesn't happen anytime soon. Um, so, Taylor, let's say that you're getting to be older. Let's say you're in your 70s or 80s. Can you still get life insurance at those kinds of ages? You can. Um, it would definitely depend upon your health and a few other factors that the insurance companies would want to know. Mm -hmm. And they also want to know what your health is in general. Have you had treatment for major diseases? Like, Have you ever been treated for cancer? Um, smoking is a big one too, isn't it? Smoking is a very big one. So I've had clients in the office before who said, no, I don't smoke. And then they go and they take a medical test. And for most insurance policies now, you need some kind of a medical test. Not, not for small policies, obviously. Uh, and then it turns out they were smoking. And they said, well, I didn't smoke for a week. Uh, nicotine is in your blood for a long time. So you can't fool the medical insurance bureau. All of your medical records end up going to the Medical Insurance Bureau, and you have to tell the truth when you make an application for life insurance because they're going to find out anyway, and you'll just get denied. So you may as well do it the smart way. That's part of the underwriting process, isn't it? Yes. Right? Yep. Uh, Albert Hubbard once said, Do not take life too seriously. You'll never get out of it alive. But if you want to leave a benefit for your family or pay off some debt, you need life insurance. So we're going to come back and talk about the different types of life insurance after a short break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508 998 8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So who needs life insurance, Taylor? Everybody. Everybody. Right? And you need different amounts at different stages in your life. Um, I have insured some of my grandchildren in the past, even at their young ages, because their parents invest a lot of money and time into them. Um, we've also done life insurance policies for younger students that build cash values so that when the student goes off to college someday, could be 15 or 18 years later, there can be an accumulation of cash value inside the life insurance policy. That money can then be borrowed out of the policy as a loan so it doesn't constitute income to anybody, and yet it can be used to help pay for education. That's right. It also helps um, once you turn 25 for children who have had life insurance policies to just convert to adult policies as well. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Um, so you just taught me something that I didn't really know. Oh, look at that. Yeah, look at that. So we can always learn every single day. Well, we talked about term insurance as being the easiest to understand because it's for a 10-year term, a 20-year term, or something like that. And you buy it for a particular reason. So my son, for example, and his wife each have a $1 million term policy, and it's surprisingly affordable. Um, his wife's policy is about $750 a year for a million dollars of life insurance. Holy cow, that's cheap. Wow. His is about twice as much because he's a man and men do more risky things and stupid things. 
<laughs> so we were talking earlier today about how the fact that everybody in this room except for me is usually cold. And I said, you know the reason that women are cold more than men is because men just don't do enough to keep their women warm. <laughs> so that's my quotation for the day. <laughs> well, think about that one. But term insurance, um, you can also buy convertible term life insurance that will say, when you buy this term insurance, you're going to pay a slightly bit more than bare naked term insurance. But if you want to convert it into a permanent insurance policy later, you can do that without having to go through another insurance exam. That can be very valuable if you now have some medical reasons why you might not qualify for life insurance. Um, renewable term. A lot of term policies say, you know, it doesn't matter at the end of the 20-year term. If you want to keep this policy, you can. And why would you want to do that, I wonder? We actually had a case where a gentleman had a term policy. He had two term policies. They were two fifty each, 250000 each. And they were about to run out, and unfortunately he got a, a bad medical diagnosis that he didn't have a long time to live. And at the end of the term, he was able to continue uh, paying the, the premium, but the premium went up by a multiple of about 20 times. So let's say he was paying $2,000 a year, literally went up to $30,000 a year, something like that. And I said, continue paying the premium and borrow the money from someplace else if you need to, because we know you've got a bad medical situation and he did that, and he died in about a year later. So he spent an inordinate amount of money to continue the term policy, but it paid off with a half a million dollars of life insurance death benefits. A sad case, but very important. And what about permanent insurance? What different kinds of permanent insurance do we have, Taylor? So we have whole life that you can pay up within 20 years so that way you know if you get your life um, insurance young enough mm -hmm. by the time you're retiring you have no payments towards this anymore um, that's just one option can There's also build cash value build cash value to take loans out absolutely and the interesting thing is some commentators some authors whose books we have here have written information about take out a life insurance policy that builds cash value and put more money into your life insurance policy than you do into your retirement account. Because when you take out money from your retirement account, let's say it's an IRA later, it's taxable income. You have to pay income taxes on it. But if you've built up cash value inside of a life insurance policy, number one, if you die, you're gonna have a much larger death benefit to leave to your beneficiaries. But number two, um, you can now borrow the cash value out as a distribution to support you in retirement. And it's a loan, so you don't have to pay income taxes on it. That's correct. So a lot of people advocate using whole life insurance. Um, what's, a, what's universal life insurance, if you know? So I believe what you were describing was the indexed universal life. That's uh, what's been right. primarily using um, as the asset to help break up your taxes. Okay. And with that policy, you can either have a fixed rate of return on your money, what you're going to earn, or you can have an equity indexed rate of return. And if you have the, the second one, it means you're going to be tied into uh, some kind of an index like the S&P 500. And as that goes up in value, then the cash value goes up significantly at the same time. Correct. So index universal life is very important. Is universal life the policy that you can have a level death benefit or have your death benefit increase? Um, yep, you could actually structure insurance almost any different way you want. And by the way, if you do take out a larger life insurance policy, remember one thing, life insurance death proceeds, even though it gets payable to a named beneficiary, is also gonna be includable in your estate for estate tax purposes. So Massachusetts only has a $1 million exemption, for example. And if you happen to have equity in your house and other investments and you've got a life insurance policy that makes you have more than $1 million of death 
benefits or um, total asset value when you die, maybe you don't want to own the insurance policy yourself. Maybe you want to have the beneficiary own the insurance policy. Or maybe you can do what we do a lot here is we'll have a larger life insurance policy not owned by you or your spouse. We'll have it into an irrevocable life insurance trust. And now it's a totally separate entity. And in that, nobody's going to pay income taxes on the death benefit. You never pay income tax on the death benefit. It's like a gift. And it's not going to be includable in your estate because you don't own it. It's owned by this irrevocable life insurance trust. You know, uh, Jerry Seinfeld once said, it's amazing the amount of news that happens in the world every day that always just exactly fits in the newspaper. <laughs> I would never have thought of that one. I know. <laughs> Newspapers are becoming smaller, aren't they? They're becoming almost invisible. So my prediction is that in the next several years, we won't see a paper daily newspaper in this area any longer. It's become a series of large ads and almost no news is made locally. All the news that you see in the newspaper is coming off the wire services. So, yeah. That's too bad. It is. Ben Franklin would roll over in his grave. He was one of the main proponents of starting the, uh, the newspaper in this oh. country. Do you know who Chris Rock is? Yes. Is he an entertainer of some kind? I believe he's a comedian. He Actor. Mm -hmm. He once said, there are only three things women need in life. Food, water, and compliments. <laughs> Not terrible advice. I've never, no. I've never tested that theory. So... Term insurance is just that. It's for a particular term. Permanent insurance, it's permanent. Yes. And you want that to be there. So one of the questions we'll sometimes ask people is, do you want to make sure, do you want to know for sure that this policy is going to be there when you die? Or do you just need it for a 20-year period until your kids are out of school and grown up or something like that? And that sometimes is the main difference. Or do you need term insurance because you want to make sure your mortgage gets paid off? But permanent insurance is it's an asset, and we need to think of it as sort of a, a separate asset class. And the next question we want to come to is, how much insurance do you need? How much insurance should you buy? Well, that somewhat has to relate to how, can, how much can you afford, too, right? That is part of it. So while permanent insurance is obviously best because you don't have to worry about it, it's not going to expire, you do have to question, is the cost worth it for right. you? has to fit into your budget. And um, you have to care about your family and make sure that you want to leave some money to them. Um, George Burns once said, by the way, happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family that lives in another city. I knew that was coming. You knew that was coming? Yes. <laughs> probably Mine all live before. close by, and I, I like it that way. Well, it was uh, actually Ben Franklin. I, I'm going to do this one from memory. He said, um, relatives and guests are like fish that smell after three days. <laughs> in other words, you don't want to keep them around for a long time when they come to visit. No. But I don't know. I've, I've experienced that before. Have you experienced that before? Yes. There, it was fun, but there was a period of time that I was staying with a family member to help them out, yep. and um, it got to be a little crowded. It was time. Yes. Okay. Well, what affects life insurance? What, what are some of the factors? Your age, obviously. Um, the older you are, the more expensive life insurance is. I remember getting a life insurance policy for a 90-year-old lady. Hmm. And uh, the gender, women live statistically longer than men. Do you know why men die earlier than women? Because they want to. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll be right back after taking a final short break in just a moment. We're going to be talking about smoking, uh, health, lifestyle. What's your driving record? Do you know your driving record can affect your insurance premium cost? So drive more sensibly. And uh, 
And smoking, of course, is a major one. So we're able to give you some life insurance buying guide information. If anybody would like that, give us a call at 508-998-8858. So stay tuned. We'll come back and we're going to be talking about the benefits of life insurance and really who needs life insurance. This is Money Wise Radio, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Taylor Farley. Welcome back to Randy Gibbons and to our smiling technician in the corner. Welcome back, Brianna. So um, we were leaving off at the last segment talking about items that impact your life insurance premium. First of all, age. So we won't go through all of this again and be repetitive. But the older you get, the more difficult it is to get life insurance, the more expensive it costs, um, obviously. Driving record, unbelievably, can impact your record because it shows that you're a risky person and you, you're not careful about what you do and therefore you are a risk. So drive safely. Smoking, of course, is a big no-no. Uh, drug use or anything else. Uh, for many policies, they don't require a full-scale uh, health checkup. You don't have to have a full physical and things like that. But at a minimum, they might take a blood sample, they might take a urine sample, certainly a medical history. And it takes a little while to get insurance. You can't get it really quickly. It doesn't happen in a week or two weeks. Usually it takes more like a month or two months to get life insurance. We have various life insurance buying guides. If anybody would like one, give us a call at 508-998-8858. And we'd be happy to send you more information. But life insurance is a really useful thing to have and it's designed to protect something, usually to protect the people that you care about. So uh, life insurance is, as we mentioned, entirely tax-free. The people that receive it don't have to report life insurance death proceeds as income. It's not taxable income. And so that's a big benefit. So let's talk a little bit, um, Randy and uh, Taylor, about who needs life insurance. And that's information that we have some here. So if you're newly married, maybe you don't necessarily have to have it. But what if you've got student loans and you want to make sure that if something happens to you, your school loans are going to get paid off? That's an important reason to have some life insurance. And it can be affordable term life insurance. Or certainly if you have children, you want to take care of children. You know, I remember one case I had where there was a gentleman who was making $350,000 a year of income, and he had life insurance through work, and it was equal to one year's salary, which sounds like a lot of money. But all that means is that for one year, if something happened to him, for only one year, there's enough money coming in to replace his salary. And his wife was a stay-at-home mom, and they had three young children. And I said, you're grossly underinsured. We ended up doing a $2 million life insurance policy for him. Oh, wow. And it was one year salary prior to that? Yep. How many years, I guess it depends on the age, right? But how many years do you typically recommend that someone own insurance for? Um, you mean for the length of time to be insured? Yes. Well, if they have children, I normally recommend you want to have insurance for at least a 20-year period because you want to cover the period when they're in school, growing, maybe even going to college or something of that nature. So that's a quick rule of thumb. Um, but take the case of this one gentleman, for example. So he took out a $2 million life insurance policy, and let's say he made a 6% return on $2 million. That's going to produce $120,000 of income. That's only going to replace 120000 out of his $350,000 uh, income. But nevertheless, it might be enough because 
Now there's not two adults in the house if something happened to him. So the expenses would be a little less, or the needs would be a little less. But there's ways to calculate it, and there's ways to figure it out. The one thing you can't really do either is you can't go out and say, well, I make uh, $70,000 a year, but I'd like to take out a $5 million life insurance policy. That's a red flag for the insurance company. They're not going to want to put out that much insurance. So it has to have some relationship to your income, your assets, what are you trying to protect? And you can't just go and over-insure yourself because you think you'd like to have a big benefit. So it has to be practical. Um, what about parents that have special needs kids? You think they need life insurance? Absolutely. Who's gonna take care of the special needs children when the parents are gone? And in that case, you could have it payable perhaps to a trust as the beneficiary and the trust would be managing the money for the benefit of the special needs adult child, perhaps. So special needs. Um, what about adults who just have property that they own together? Um, let's say it's two brothers, and they each have a property that they've inherited, and they decided they're going to keep it, and it's worth three or $400,000. And they're 50-50 owners, and if one of them should pass away, they want to make sure that there's a fund that the surviving brother can buy out the one who's passed away. Well, life insurance could take care of that. We also do it for business owners. I've got several situations right now. We've got a couple of brothers who are in business together, and they need a buy-sell agreement. Otherwise, your partner may be your brother's wife who doesn't know anything about running the business, perhaps. Um, seniors, uh, if you want to leave money for adult children and provide for their care. Taylor, have you ever heard of a situation when maybe people think they don't need their life insurance any longer, but they might need some money in retirement? Are there other options that they could have to create an asset out of that life insurance policy? Yeah, absolutely. We have, uh, we spoke earlier about the IULs, the Index Universal Life, that can be used um, as an asset for retirement. Um, but I also know you can sell your life insurance policy as well. Mm -hmm. And if somebody has a life insurance policy and they're tired of paying the premiums on it and they think, think, I don't need this any longer. On the other hand, I've built up some cash value in it. Or even if it doesn't have a huge amount of cash value, it's got a $300,000 death benefit but I have a terminal illness and I could use the money right now. You don't necessarily have to wait until the person dies to collect the insurance. You could sell the policy earlier because you want to benefit from having some cash in hand. So you can sell life insurance policies. And if anyone is interested in that, uh, we're happy to put you in touch with the sources that would take care of it. But um, most importantly, there's a lot of different ways you can own life insurance. There's a lot of different times in your life when you want to have uh, insurance. And, you know, as we get older, we have different needs, different things that we can afford, um, different things that we need to do. George Burns once said, for example, that you know you're getting old when you stoop to tie your shoelaces and you wonder what else could you do while you're down there. <laughs> George Burns show was funny. He was funny. Of course, he also got old, didn't he? I think he lived to be about 100. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, um, what are some of the other things we need to do, know about life insurance? You don't have to be the owner of it. You could have it owned in an, an irrevocable life insurance trust that we've talked about. And you can do cross-selling insurance situations. You can put aside money to fund college education. We've done this a number of times too. Take a policy out on a younger child when they're younger, put money aside for it, um, paying for the life insurance, but it can actually build up cash uh, value and the money can be used to help pay for education. And when you take the money out to pay for college education, for example, that money can be borrowed from the life insurance policy. 
So it doesn't constitute income. And it's probably not going to get picked up on a financial aid form either. So there are many, many uses of life insurance. It's not just about the death benefit. Um, it has to be affordable. You know, we haven't talked about it a lot here, but sometimes people buy life insurance for travel. You've heard of that advertised before. Some companies will sell travel insurance. That's a form of life insurance. And by the way, if you ever have travel insurance and somebody gets injured or killed uh, while traveling, not only would the travel insurance pay off, but then you could potentially sue the common carrier or the airline and have additional funds. So do you think life insurance is a good idea, Randy? I certainly do. I think it's something that it's not fun to think about or talk about, although we're trying to make it enjoyable today, that everyone needs to consider. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, the one thing I liked about George Burns is that he had a lot of interesting things to say. And he also said, at my age, flowers scare me. You know, flowers at a funeral, for example. You get it? <laughs> it took me a minute. <laughs> well, he said, it's good to be here at 98. It's good to be anywhere. <laughs> he had some other slightly off-color ones that we won't use today. Um, how about Betty White? Did you like Betty White? I who didn't love Betty yeah. White? She's a gem. She was terrific. Betty White was a real... Um, animal lover, animal advocates. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Um, I did on her what would have been her hundredth birthday. Yep. Um, everybody was making donations to exactly a, a charity. She, she once said, "Animals don't lie. Animals don't criticize. If animals have moody days, they handle them better than humans do." So think about that. My cat has been a little droopy the last couple of days. And, you know, when you live with an animal, you get to know their their psychology and, and how they act and so forth. And I keep getting worried about him. But then he jumped up in the bed this morning and is purring away. So I think maybe he's okay. <laughs> Just having a bad couple of days. <laughs> having a bad couple of days. But he didn't complain. He didn't say anything bad. Uh, Betty White also said, I may be a senior, but so what? I'm still hot. <laughs> I thought that was one of the funnier quotations. So how about life insurance and COVID-19? Taylor, this is a question for you. If you have somebody who has life insurance on their life and they die from COVID-19, um, will their life insurance policy pay off? Yes. Yes, it will. Yep, it definitely will. It may be a restriction going forward, with some companies, but it's not going to be something that would prevent the, your beneficiaries from collecting going if something happens right now. So we've got a few more things we want to say about life insurance, and mostly I want to encourage people to have a different thought process about what you think about life insurance. And when we come back after a short break and some few other clean quotations, um, we're going to talk about some final issues for life insurance. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Insurance Hour. I was going to say we're the money guys, but this morning we're with the money girls. <laughs> yes, with you are. Randy Kibbitz, Taylor Farley, and uh, Taylor, this is your first time on the radio. Yes, it is. 
You're doing a lot of listening today, aren't you? I am. Doing most of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> so let's come back to the question we started to talk about with uh, COVID. Uh, what if somebody has had the coronavirus and COVID-19? And they're okay. They recovered. They didn't die. Can they now get insurance, I wonder? What do you think? So if they haven't previously been insured, they're is a possibility moving forward that their premiums may be higher. Um, the reason for that is they don't really know the long-term effects of COVID-19 yet. So it's likely that coverage would still be available, but you may be at a risk for higher premium. Okay. So sometimes if people have um, negative things in their medical history, they can still qualify for life insurance, but they may be a rated risk. Absolutely. Just like if you're a smoker. You're not going to be a premium or a standard rating. You're going to have some kind of a, a rating against you because you're a smoker or you've been a smoker or if you've had certain kinds of illnesses. So I think going forward, we're going to see that as a factor. So maybe it argues again to people getting vaccinated because if you catch COVID and we don't know necessarily the long-term impacts of it, then it may cause you to have a rated life insurance policy going forward. Makes sense? Right. So the question I want to sort of end off with today is um, there's a number of different ways to look at life insurance, qualify for life insurance. One of the things that we do in the office here is that we work with the largest wholesaler in the country and have access to quite a large number of companies. And if somebody is interested in getting an insurance quotation and calls the office, we ask a few simple questions and then we send off an email to the company wholesaler and we'll get back anywhere from three to five to six or seven quotations with various companies and then we can evaluate them. And then we can sit down with our clients and say, based upon your age, your height, your weight, your medical situation, um, the ailments that you may have, um, this is what insurance would cost you. And it doesn't cost any money to get the quotations done. So if you have interest, give us a call, 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to get that for you. If you have a small business, and let's say that you're the sole owner, maybe you want to have a life insurance plan in place so that if something happens to you as the owner, the business can continue because there's a pool of money that will allow other people to buy out the company, for example. Um, if you're in partnership with somebody, you definitely ought to have a cross-purchase agreement so one partner can buy out the other, something happens to one of them. But you can fund a buy-sell agreement with a life insurance policy. Or you can do it partly as a payout over time and partly with a life insurance policy. Uh, we've talked about different ways to own life insurance policies, trust being one of the most popular ones. But um, there's something today, you know, people are concerned about nursing home protection. And Lance Law Inc. does a lot of work in helping people protect their house and their assets if somebody has to go to a nursing home. But how do you pay for it? Sometimes it's fairly costly today to get just long-term care insurance. But now you can do a life insurance policy with what's called living benefits. Have you heard of that, Taylor? Okay, tell me about it. <laughs> um, so mostly it's when someone needs to go into a nursing home where they can't perform two out of six daily living t uh, tasks. So they can request to have their death benefit accelerated so they can receive the funds prior to their death in order to pay for the care that they need. So if they die, then the life insurance policy is going to pay off the beneficiary with a death benefit. But in the meantime, if they have to go to a nursing home, if it has a policy with living benefits in it, effectively they can use part of the death benefit now to pay for the nursing home cost. Yes. And I guess the other benefit of that would be that you wouldn't have to sell your house or sell some of your other assets. So that can be a good form of uh, planning also then. What about um, funeral and burial insurance? Have you heard of that before, Randy? I have. And what does it do? There are smaller policies that if you're if you're only concerned, you don't have a mortgage, maybe you don't have beneficiaries that you're concerned about anymore, you'll still have the cost of your funeral, which can be 
quite expensive sure. in burial. So there are policies that one can buy for, say, thirty, fifty thousand dollars um, $50,000 to start. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of one of my favorite Betty White quotations. What's that? Oh, does it? She said, I really don't care with whom you sleep. I just care what kind of a decent human being you are. <laughs> so you can have to uh, enjoy that. She also said, yeah. I've enjoyed the opposite sex a lot. Always have, always will. <laughs> oh, that Betty. I thought that was cute. That's not really a nasty quotation, is it? It's just a cute quotation. It is. Just did because you, it came from Betty White. It did. Did you watch The Golden Girls, Ray? No, I never did. No. Never? No. Nope. You'll have to tune in sometime. Nope. She was great. I'll have to do a catch-up on Betty White. <laughs> so um, we've talked a little bit about funeral and burial insurance. So ask yourself this question. Um, does your family have enough money to pay to uh, cover the cost of a funeral if something happens to you? We can help you even with that. You could do a $10,000 policy, and you can pay it over time. You could pay it with one lump sum. There's all kinds of ways to do it. So mostly what insurance does, though, sort of you know, summarizing this a little bit, is it can replace a lost income. Because if you think of the income that you have coming in now, whether you're generating it or a partner or a spouse is generating it, if something happens to one of those incomes and it disappears it can really mean a totally different change in lifestyle for the family. You may have to sell a house, you may have to move, you may have to move back with parents, you know, whatever it happens to be. Or paying off a mortgage or other debts. Or covering estate taxes, it's used sometimes for that purpose as well. It's sort of like being, you know, licked by an elephant or something. You know, one thing during my research that I found to be really interesting, um, we always think about replacing income, especially mm-hmm. when there's a one-income family. Um, but covering the cost of a stay-at-home spouse, I really hadn't considered that until I was um, reading one of these articles. And it was saying the equivalent of an annual salary for a stay-at-home spouse is about $162,000 if you had to then a hire, a nanny, a cleaner, all these other things that the mm-hmm. working parent may not be able to provide. Sure. So I thought it was a really interesting thing to think about. Yeah, and typically this is becoming much less so today. It's husband and wife situation. It's still the case, unfortunately, that the husband is the main breadwinner and often the, the wife, a woman, is the stay-at-home mom taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a family member doing that right now with two young kids. Um, but like you said, the cost of the nanny, the cost of providing for all that, and paying the mortgage and paying for the house. Um, if, if the main breadwinner goes away, um, what are you going to use to replace that? And by the way, the, getting back to my question about getting looked by an elephant, yes. Randy, I noticed you... If you should explain that. You rolled your eyes on that one. Confusion. This relates to Betty White. She said, I don't know where I learned elephants like their tongues slapped. Whatever turns you on. Okay. <laughs> She's done some weird things once in a while, too. Um, Just quirky. I will give you one final quotation from Betty White. Animal lover that I am, a cougar I am not. <laughs> I guess not. No, she was terrific. Well, insurance is something that people don't like to talk about. They put off. They think, oh, I can't afford it. Um, we can show you ways that you can afford it. We can show you the different types. If you're younger and you're not making as much money right now, we can show you different ways that you can afford life insurance and make it a part of your financial life as well. And um, do you have any final thoughts, Randy, that you would like to say today? I have a question. I think you covered this earlier, Ray, but if someone already has life insurance, say through their employer, um, that's a great thing to take part in, Mm -hmm. but it's typically not enough. Correct. So just because one has life insurance already, they should still have their situation analyzed to see if it's enough, if what they're paying is. Right. We can help you take, yeah, and that's a really good question, Randy, because. We have had many, many situations in which we do a tax-free exchange of one life insurance policy into another. Looking into. Well, 
We are about to close here today. I, I know I did most of the talking. I apologize. I usually do. But life insurance is something that's just really, really important for everybody. Um, take a look at it. Um, and I want to leave you with a quotation from Mark Twain, another one of my favorites. I didn't attend the funeral, but I sent a nice letter saying I approved of it. Think about that one for a second. No. Everybody's sort of scowling at me today. All right. <laughs> then I'll go back to one of my dirty quotes. No, I won't do that. <laughs> That's a good one to, to end the show with. Well, thank you, um, Randy Gibbons. Thank you, Taylor Farley, for being here today. Um, thanks for having us. Thanks for having the conversation. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to buying insurance or doing anything else to plan your financial future, None of us can be an expert at everything. Let the professionals at USA Wealth Group help you to protect both your family and your financial assets. And until next Sunday, have a safe week. You've been listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, powered by USA Wealth Group, Inc. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. MoneyWise is also online. Go to usawealthgroup.com. That's usawealthgroup.com. Our firm provides insurance services. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.